Alright, everybody, today I'm going to, um, on Minister Martyrs, I'm going to try to explain, is God evil? Because there's a lot of people in this world that will, well, for example, we'll look in the world today and we see riots, we see hatred, we see racism, we see lots of things that the Bible never condoned. And why is this happening? And one of my friends, I'll say one of my best friends at the time, would always say, if God is real, how come he would let little children die? How come he will let these wars happen? How come all this stuff happens? Well, it's happened since the Old Testament, you know, and God has intervened before in the Old Testament. But that being said, it hasn't done anything. We still are the way we are as people and as our generation is. And as generations keep getting older and different things keep happening, we're allowing different sins to become more regularly um, accepted. And I'm going to get into that today. Um, So... That being said, I am just going to go on a quick thing here and say I'm not doing this for fame. I'm not trying to get followers or anything like that. Um, If you enjoy my content, feel free to follow and everything. If you don't, then that's fine too. The whole point of this is to just try to bring everybody closer to God. So... I'm going to start right in and... You know, Genesis, when they first started in Genesis, uh, the first sin to ever take place was um, Adam and Eve eating the forbidden fruit, which expelled them from the Garden of Eden, which kind of gave them their mortality back. Um, You know, there's a lot of people in the world that, you know, will want to live forever. And want to, you know, they say, oh, I wish I could be a god in this world and stuff. But, you know, me, I always said I wouldn't want to be a god in this world. I would much rather be a god in another world, you know. Or not be a god, but, you know, live with god. You know, my grandfather and I were very close. So when he died, you know, it hit me kind of... It didn't hit me as hard as I wanted it to but I miss him every day. And the same thing with my grandmother, you know. Um, So, a lot of times when I think about this world, it's hard to visualize them not in it. And at the same time, you know, I think about my parents and my family and everybody that is left in this world that... um, You know, I wouldn't want to live without. So I'm trying to do this, not just for me and stuff. I mean, I'm trying to do it for everybody. You know, so if my Uncle Bob is listening, or my Uncle Craig, or anybody, you know, in my family, or your families, or anybody in the world's families is listening to this, I want us all to have our families in heaven together. That's basically it. You know, um, 
you know, I don't want to go on any live television show. I don't want to be, you know, on any Billy Graham thing. I don't want to be famous. This is just for you guys, you know? Um, that being said, I would hate to become famous, honestly. <laughs> um, so, God started off with the flood to cure off the wickedness of men and um, humankind. And that being said, you know, why, you know, would God need to do that? Because he was, um, you know, he was upset that he made something that, you know, keeps falling from expectation. You know, you have God as a perfect being. He's omnipresent. He can see everything in the world. You know, he can see everything in the universe, you know, and he wants us all as a whole to be together, you know, and to kind of strive in there. But that being said, they always say he's omnipresent, but God can also see in the future and in the past, and he can see everything as a whole because he's the ultimate being. So a lot of people ask, why would he make people if they have faults? And those are questions I can't exactly answer with a you know, sound mind because I can't explain God's will because he is a presence and a being more complex and more powerful than I am. You know, I mean, I'm not a powerful person. I'm, you know, so honestly, I think he knew everything was going to happen this way. But he still regretted it because, you know, he's like looking at it and it hurts him to see. He, I guess he was probably had higher expectations for us, you know. But anyway, the flood destroyed everything. Um, and then in Genesis again, um, when Abraham, the time of Abraham and stuff, he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah which were very big cities at the time that, you know, they ended up being destroyed because of a lot of the sins that they had, you know. Um, so regardless of what the sins were, you know, um, the, the whole point is, is that God saw the sins in Sodom and Gomorrah and, you know, he... Abraham, like, he reached out to him, and he's like, get the people out of there that believe, and, because I'm nuking the place. He's like, I'm just going to wipe it out. Um, you know, uh, in Exodus, you know, he had the plagues that uh, reaped Egypt, you know. Um, you know, he had turned, um, I think, the worst one out of all of them was the ones where it actually impacted like a lot of death, which was the death of the firstborn son. And I believe that as a whole is probably one of the worst things that a parent can go through. I'm not a parent myself. Um, so like, I can't speak from any kind of experience, but I know that I am the firstborn child of, you know, my parents. 
So, you know, if something happened to me, I would imagine that they'd be upset too. Um, you know, uh, as you keep going down in Deuteronomy, um, with the Lord, uh, this is in 7 verse 23, if you wanted to follow, but it's, uh, but the Lord shall deliver them unto the, and the, uh, shall destroy them with a mighty destruction. You know, so, I mean, again, we're going into different destructions because of different sins that have happened, different iniquities, different things. You know, he, he tends, he carries on in Deuteronomy in 32.24, saying they're going to be burnt with hunger um, and devoured with burning heat and bitter destruction. And he's going to send teeth of beasts upon them with the poison of serpents. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different things that are going to end up happening. Um, you know, uh, in Leviticus 26.31, I will lay waste to your cities as well and will make your sanctuaries desolate and I will not smell your soothing aromas. Um... You know, I, I mean, God as a whole, you know, he has intervened with a lot of different things that have happened. So in today's society, they're looking at God as an evil person. They're like, why? And this is not really most um, people that have like a faith in God, but more atheists will say, your God is evil. You know, so why would I want to worship him? But the whole thing is, is God did this not only to protect people, but he tried to protect the people that were faithful to him. You know, um, in uh, Ezekiel 35, uh, verse 4, I will lay waste to your cities and you'll become a desolation. Then you'll know that I am your Lord. God, right at that point, you know, he sees people fall from him. You know, um, there's been many times the people of Israel um, would look upon God and everything and then fall from him, you know. And as that happened, you know, as people would fall from God as a whole, you know, as like, a, you know, a country of, you know, people just, you know, going out, you know, and just, you know, they had all this belief of God, you know, from the time of, you know, Adam and Eve to Abraham, and then they start falling in their ways. And this is something that has been written in the Bible, and it's been proven drastically in history and science. The more and more science that we have, the less belief that happens. It's almost like, um, I, I guess you could say it's almost like a, like a pyramid or something, you know. You see one side going up with the science, and then you see one side going down with the, uh, you know, faith or religion. And why is that? Because science has proof People will show you proof with science, but then time after time, science gets disproven with a new theory. 
And then that gets disproven with another theory. You know, um, you know, so there, again, you know, science itself is not a perfect, um, science itself isn't perfect. So when you come down to faith and everything, you're looking at something that you can't see, you know, you can't see or anything, but you can feel it. And that has been a proven uh, psychological test that has happened, I believe, by the University of Philadelphia. I believe I covered this in a previous episode where they showed atheists praying and Christians praying. And the Christians had a conversation part of their brain light up while atheists didn't. So it's a real experience to people, you know, that are, you know, in a faith. Um. In uh, Numbers 21, uh, verse 2, So Israel made a vow to the Lord and said, You will indeed deliver this people into my hand. Um, I will, Then I will utterly destroy their cities. The Lord heard the voice of Israel and delivered, upon, delivered up the Canaanites, and then utterly destroyed them and their cities. Thus the name of the place was um, Horma. I think I said that correctly. So, you know, there's different things. Like in Micah 5.11, um, I will also cut off your cities of your land, cut off the cities of your land, and tear down all your fortifications. Um... Jeremiah 48, verse 8, A destroyer will come to every city so that no city will escape. A valley will be ruined and a plateau will be destroyed, as the Lord said. Um, one of the most powerful, um, you know, uh, prophets, Isaiah, uh, in 26, verse 5, For he has brought low to those who dwell on high the unassailable city. He lays it low, and he lays it low to the ground, and uh, he casts it to the dust. And I mean, I can go on. There's hundreds upon hundreds of different verses of destruction, you know, in this, uh, in the Bible. So you're going to ask, why would God destroy and kill people that he has created, that he has made and everything? And the, the answer to that is he was trying to seek justice for the believers. He's always given a prophet to tell everybody that's going to, what's going to happen next. He's always given that. He's warned them of different invasions. He's warned them of, uh, you know, any kind of thing bad that is going to eventually occur in society or in the world um, that will cause them harm. And a lot of them didn't want to believe him. You know, you, have, you had uh, Jesus that came out. You know, he told Peter... You're gonna um, deceive, uh, d deny me three times. Peter said no, and then later on, three times Peter denied him. You know, um, 
said Judas was going to betray him. Judas betrayed him, you know? It's Isaiah talked about uh, a virgin birth and everything in the, the t uh, city or town of Bethlehem. And surely enough, you know, hundreds of years later, it happened. So as much as it said is all the bad stuff in the Old Testament um, that has occurred to destroy people and everything, there has always been something to redeem people. And it starts off in Luke 13, um, verse 5. Unless you repent, you too will all perish. This has been the basis of the Bible. This has been the whole concept of it from day one, is belief. Belief and faith. Um, you know, John three sixteen, for For God has so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Um, they've had different virgin births, like I've told you before, I believe in a previous episode of Horus. Um, I believe it was Horus or Ra in the Egyptian faith. Um, they had uh, Hercules, which technically wasn't like a virgin birth, but Zeus kind of came down and did his thing and, you know, Hercules was born. Um, all these different uh, faiths and religions and stuff that have occurred, you know, they've had evil gods in some sense. If you look at Zeus in um, Greek mythology, he is not a good person. You know, he's not a good god. He rapes and he kills people and, you know, he's just very arrogant. And a lot of times people will look at the um, Hebrew god, Yahweh, Elohim. Um, the Muslims call him Allah, apparently, you know. So you, you have this god that talks about love and he loves his people and stuff but everybody looks at him as a, a person that just hates everything and just wants to destroy things but it got to a point where he destroyed so much stuff you know he's like these people won't learn they're not learning what am I going to have to do so he's like I, I got it I will breathe life into a woman come into human form and teach them the best way that I can. So Jesus comes, you know, and he explains. Um, first John four nine uh, four nine. This is how God show, showed his love among us, that he sent his one and only son to the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us so much, we ought to love one another. You know, Romans 5, 8, 
but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Isaiah, you know, so going back through the though the mountains will be shaken and the hills will be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Psalms 136:26 Give thanks to the God in heaven his love endures forever. You have to realize that parents, you know, they love their kids, they're unconditional, you know. My my father, he works at a really I want to say not a great job, you know. But he works every day. Even with, you know, health conditions, he does everything he can for everybody in the uh, in the house that he lives in. He does, um, you know, for my sisters, uh, for my brother, for me, for my mom, for uh, even for random strangers that he does doesn't know, you know. He took in, um, you know, somebody that uh, he worked with to give him a place to live, invited him over for Thanksgiving, you know. Um, my mom is the same way. She would give, you know, the shirt off her back to just let people be warm, you know, they, there's people in this world that are good, you know, and then there's people in this world that feel entitled, that feel they own everything or get their need to be owed something for stuff that they um, have been through or their past has been through. Um, You know, you have to realize that, um, like in Psalms 86:15, but you, Lord, are a compassionate and grace, uh, gracious Lord, slow to anger, abiding in love and faithfulness. Now, I'm going to tell you something about that one verse right there, real quick. Jesus died. It has been all the way up until 2020, right now, today. And we still haven't seen the rapture. We still haven't, you know, I mean, it almost feels like we're in, um, you know, times of tribulation. But, you know, we can't decide that yet. You know, John 3, 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we shall be called the children of God, and that, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. So I'm trying to get you guys to know Him. I'm trying to get you guys to see that He's not evil. Any destruction, any form of anger He has shown 
like I said, God does have emotions. God feels, you know, different things. He's sad when we don't want to believe in him. But as a whole, God gave prophets. God gave everything he possibly could to warn everybody to listen to him. And the people that laughed, the people who said there is no God, the people who argued and didn't want to believe, the people that threw stones and rocks at Jesus, those are the people, um, you know, that didn't believe. And at this point, I'm trying to bring everybody closer to God. Not for my benefit, but for your benefit, and for your family's benefit, and for everybody's benefit. For I know when the time comes, when things get a million times worse than what they are right now. You're either going to seek God or you're going to blame God. And you have to realize that God has always warned you about all this stuff to happen. So, again, God loves us. He's not evil. He's just like a parent. You know, that wants to see his children succeed. He wants to protect his children from people that are condoning violence. You know, um, even today, you know, America goes to war. Israel's at war. You know, there's just endless amount of violence. But he put Jesus on this earth so he wouldn't have to interfere anymore into these drastic changes up until the time of revelations. So I wish you guys, you know, to take that into consideration, to listen carefully and, um, you know, just try to take care of yourselves.